to the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. On today's episode, we are going to follow suit and continue with our player profiles. We're going to tackle one player, like I said before, and we're going to break the good and the bad down, and then we're going to give you his fantasy outlook as well. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime and co-host, Stoops. How are you, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. This is a guy that I'm excited to talk about. You you were a fan of Vaughn. I'm super excited to talk, talk about this next guy. Yeah, Omer Bayless. We've talked about him a little bit on the show before several times um i think the count on is like 26 times stoops has brought him up so you're not on the same level as me and joe burrow there's 618 for you um <laughs> i'll get there don't worry it's still <laughs> early omar bayless omar bayless omar bayless omar bayless no. exactly <laughs> if you just say his name 100 times in a row maybe he'll appear but i'm excited too because um it was a lot of fun like there's a lot of tape on him available on youtube and that's what i we i know we both kind of utilize on him outside of watching him throughout the entire season so it's a lot of fun i'm excited to dive dive into him a little bit more because he's not you know he's not you know devin duvernay he's not you know brian edwards he's not you know jerry judy he's not henry ruggs so it's going to be fun to talk about him there's some good there's some bad and let's go ahead and dive right into omer bayless all right stoops go ahead and kick us off for your for your pros for Omar Bayless. Yeah, so after watching some film on him, um, one thing I really noticed, he's a strong hands catcher. Um, definitely catches the ball with his hands. Doesn't let it get to his chest too terribly often. Um, there's times, obviously, when it happens, and he still makes those catches. But more often than not, he's catching it with his hands, and he's bringing it to his body tight. So I absolutely love seeing that. He's very good at creating space. Um, I've watched a lot and I actually started to notice and not to go into the negatives, but one thing I did notice is you could almost, when you're playing the game, you don't pick up on it as quick, obviously, but watching the film, when he would run a, a certain little like juke and then he would go outside, it was a run play. When he would do certain things like that, you picked up on it. But that being said, he has certain moves that he kind of throws in at random points, which creates that space for him and gets him open, which leads to the stats that he has this year. Um, he's definitely, definitely, in a sense, came out of nowhere. He's never really had that breakout season. He's never, you know, been a thousand yard receiver, um, multiple touchdowns. He's never really done that before up until this season. He's leading the NCAA in receiving yards and he's number two um, in total touchdowns um, behind old Jamar Chase over there at LSU. So um, he has definitely came out of nowhere, um, especially playing at Arkansas State. He's, he's, he's going to get that knock, um, you know, playing at a small school and, and not having any other breakout seasons. But, man, when you watch the film on this guy, um, there's a lot of good things you can take away from it. Um, a lot of things he can work on. We'll get into that later. But nonetheless, I just absolutely loved what I've seen on film. Love what he does week to week. Um, he, he just continues to show what he's capable of doing. And even in down games, um, what I've noticed, it's not even so much that he's having a down game because of drop passes. There's just other players on the field that are getting those receiving yards and those targets. So they kind of they do spread the ball, ball around quite a bit. Um, but, man, what I've seen from Omar, um, again, strong hands catcher, um, great at creating space. So just love what he can do on the field. What do you got? Yeah, you, you said a lot of what I got to say. I mean, he's very good at catching the ball in traffic. He's very good at making adjustments on the fly in the air. 
um, which is a very nice and tangible to have as a wide receiver. He's very electric with the ball. He is he's massively electric with the ball this year. Um, he's had twenty plus catches over um, over twenty one yards this year, and and I think like the six seven of them were touchdowns. That that to me is absurd. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got 20, 29, 34, 32, 71 yarder, ninety two yarder, eighty nine yarder. You know what I mean? Like that is is crazy to see his stats broken out the way it is. He's very good. Um, he's got a long body. Um, he can be a red zone threat. He's 6'3", 207. He, I think he's got the perfect length and the size to be a red zone threat. He's able to track the ball. He'll come back to the ball. He's versatile. He can line up inside or outside. And like I said, he can make the adjustments on the ball. He can catch in traffic, um, not to knock him a little bit. I will say sometimes he does. Um, he, he has very good hands, but then sometimes you're kind of just like, oh, my God, how did you drop that type thing? But obviously yeah. that can be said with a lot of different receivers. Um, I like him a lot, and you're right. He came out of left field, and I think that's the biggest thing that's going to be the knock on him is that he hasn't been doing this for four years or three years like some of these other guys have. But he's had some big games. You know, he's had some big games. The big game against Georgia, you know, seven catches, 54 yards. You know, it's not the greatest game, but it, it still is Georgia. You know what I mean? He's still had a decent game. But, I mean, monster games. Monster, monster games. He's got five straight games with touchdowns. He only had two games out of his 12 all year where he didn't score a touchdown. Um so massive, massive year for him. 84, 14, 73, and 16 touchdowns is just, it's insane, you know? It really is insane. Uh, the kid's got a lot of talent. And all right, Stoops, go ahead and uh, we have some of the similar cons. I know we do because I think we watched a lot of the same tape. So hit us off with the cons on Omar Bayless. Yeah, so the first thing that I noticed, and and you know how I told you when he runs that a certain start to a route it's a run play what i also noticed is he needs improvement on his run blocking when it's a run play it's essentially kind of he's just out there and he'll he'll touch the the corner like he'll be blocking him but it's very mediocre and it's very weak it seems um it, it just leaves there was a lot of times let me let me just say he was very weak in his 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 run blocking and the guy that he was supposed to be blocking made the tackle now would that corner have still made the tackle possibly but his running back could have gained three four more yards which then leads to a first down or something along those lines so definitely want to see some improvement in the run blocking at least sell if you're if you're gonna sell try and sell a route legitimately sell it don't do like a half little step and then block and just stand there and not really do much so love to see improvement in the running game um one other thing that i have noticed i'd love to see him get a little bit smoother on his routes um or at least more consistent with his routes i should say against georgia southern um he ran a hitch and go which was beautiful by the way um but nonetheless he got himself turned around, which which doesn't happen too terribly often. He did make the catch, um, and it, albeit it got him into the red zone, but nonetheless, instead of it being a smooth, you know, hitch and then go the same direction, he turned himself literally 360 degrees, and it was just kind of a weird, awkward motion that I saw. But overall, that's just something I'd love to see him get a little bit better at. It's just a little more smoother, a little bit more consistent with his routes and definitely improve on the pass block and at least be more physical with your blocks. Don't hold them, obviously, because that's a penalty, but just be more physical with the run run blocking, you know, help your running backs out, your quarterbacks, anybody that's going to be running the ball. So definitely love to see some improvements there. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing that I noticed a whole lot of that he is very lazy whenever he's not getting the ball. 
it's and I don't know maybe the lazy, but he's very disinterested. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. He looks very disinterested whenever he's not getting the ball, and that's a problem because if you play like that on the next level, you're gonna you're gonna not play. You know what I mean? You're gonna come off the field. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna make a head coach in the NFL very mad. It's gonna be di- and like we talked about, it's gonna be very different coaching than when you're at Arkansas State. You know what I mean? It, not to knock Arkansas State, it's a college, it's a program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I don't think he'd be doing that at Alabama. You know what I mean? He wouldn't get away with that. Sorry, Nick Saban's not gonna put up with something like that. Um, you, you you nailed it right on the head. He needs to be a better blocker. Blocking, I mean, blocking is going to be key on the next level. If you can't run block, you're not even gonna see the football field at all. Um, when he gets off the ball. He, he gets off the ball really well, but his cuts, I think, could be a little bit better. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that can be attested to. Maybe he doesn't know he's going to – or he doesn't think he's going to get the ball, so he doesn't, you know, he doesn't try as hard. And I'm not going to knock Omar for that particular thing, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of things that are teachable, and we've talked about this a thousand times. These are all very teachable things, and when you're 100% focused on football, like we said, once you're out of that element – of going to class, going to school, going to class, going to school, football, class, school. You know what I mean? When you're out of that element and your focus is just on the NFL, a lot of these things can change. We still really like Omar Bayless, but if the tape is telling telling Stoops and I this, what do you think this, what the tape is going to tell the NFL? And that's kind of where I think my head's at on that. So to kind of finish off on Omar Bayless, what do you think his fantasy outlook is, Stoops? So I think his fantasy outlook is definitely going to be a, and I hate using this term, but I think he's going to be a project in the sense of all those knocks that we we had mentioned. Those are huge things that, like you said, will keep him off the field. If he can fix those, I think he will be a very viable asset. Um, albeit, I don't see him becoming a true wide receiver one. Possibly a, a low wide receiver two is kind of that ceiling I see for him. Unfortunately, I truly. I am a huge Omar Bayless fan, um, but they're being realistic about it at this very moment. That's kind of where I see him being a, at most a wide receiver too, which you need those, you know, to win championships. If you can get wide receiver twos to fill out that bottom portion, but hello, your stud, you're going to take that obviously fill the flex position with someone like that. And you're going to, you're going to see some wins come about. So I definitely see him being a, an asset, but I think he's got a lot more work to get to that point. Um, on the NFL level. And like you had said, um, and we've said on previous episodes, when football is all you have to worry about, these are things he can fix. Um, and, and when we say that, it's not a knock on his work ethic um, because he's gone through a lot of stuff in his life to force um, – he could have easily walked away. Um, he easily could have walked away because of outside things. So to show that he still has that commitment to the game and wants to do better and stay in this type of environment, I think that speaks to what he is capable of doing long term which is, is going to be a huge, huge thing on the next level. So as long as he can improve on these things, I do think he can be a viable asset. But at this moment, um, definitely going to be a stash, definitely a, a deeper stash. Um, he's a taxi squad, taxi squad guy. Um, assuming we play on MFL or other leagues where it's deeper rosters, whatever the case may be, and you can hold on to him. So definitely someone to keep an eye on, especially through this process um, going into the, the NFL draft and what he can do at pro days. Keep an eye on him. Um, it's definitely something I see going long term. So uh, what do you think? Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I, you hit on everything I would have been able to say. I will say this, folks. If you get an opportunity to kind of research kind of what Omar Bayless went through in the 2018, you know, 20, kind of the the off season of the 2018 season, 
Um, anybody, there's a lot of people that would have just thrown in the towel and he even wanted to, but his mom kind of pepped his step and said, no, get your butt back out there and, and do this for, you know, for us, for your family, for your friends. It's a pretty gut wrenching story. And it was just thing after thing, after thing, after thing that kind of happened to him. So, you know, God bless his kids road because it hasn't been easy. So I would love to see him produce on that next level, but you're hundred percent right, man. You don't win your championships all the time in, in the guys you draft in rounds one through five. You know what I mean? It's the guys in the, the back half that maybe step up. Maybe Bayless is on a team where he's a second or third receiver and somebody gets hurt and he gets bumped up and he's the guy that you picked up later on or you statched in your Texas squad, like you said, and he's just sitting there waiting for you to take you to a championship. So I think that he can be that guy definitely on that next level. Uh, go ahead and over, uh, hop on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the show a follow at The Debbie Delight. And folks, head on over to expandtheboxscore.com where we use the uh, college football database to get a lot of our stats out for each and every episode. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. See y'all later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.